Okay, the New York Times today has an article uh, posted called um, A Voice of Hate in America's Heartland. And the article is about this nice 20-something suburban guy uh, in a town, small town in Ohio called Hoover Heights. His name is Hoveston. Um, and uh, he's a very normal. He's portrayed as basically a nice guy, uh, kind of the very type of person that, uh, you know, might live next door to you, a, a regular fellow. You know, one of your neighbors, one of your colleagues, one of your even friends that um, you may not be fully aware of. But they also show that he is a Nazi. They show that he he's uh, embraced uh, anti-Semitic conspiracy theories about Jews running the world and that kind of thing. And that he had went to the Charlottesville protest. But you would never know it because he's a normal person. They portray him even in a sympathetic light. And this article is really causing quite a stir on the left. There's been, um, I've seen tweets go out, I've seen uh, Facebook comments from people who are real left-wing types saying that they're outraged, outraged, that the New York Times is making something like this, a person like this, look normal and even sympathetic. Well, I think that there's something else going on here that I really feel the need to comment on. Why not? I'm doing a show, so of course I'm going to comment. Um, and that is that this is um, the attempt to make this guy look normal and be a secret Nazi, or even a somewhat casually open Nazi, as he, he has Nazi paraphernalia lying around, um, is part of an agenda to indirectly claim that certainly conservatives, certainly Christians, certainly people who support President Trump, but even more broadly than that, Americans, suburbanites, uh, the middle class, that we are all secret Nazis, that we're all secret fascists, and that we should look askance not only at our neighbors, as perhaps harboring Nazi sympathies, but that we should look inside our own souls because we are Nazis without knowing it. There's something going on that, you know, they're, they're doing a very psychological uh, job here. And I base my premise on this from research I did many years ago on, um, on the Frankfurt School. I mean, I wrote an article that you can look at on my blog site called Enthralled by Cultural Marxism. The Four Horsemen of the Frankfurt School. Now, the Frankfurt School was established in New York in the 1930s at Columbia University by expatriate German Marxists who, uh, who established what was called the Institute for Social Research. Its nickname was the Frankfurt School. And they included uh, psychologist Theodore Adorno, sociologist Eric Fromm, Professor Wilhelm Reich, and uh, social critic uh, Herbert Marcuse, among others. And they wrote, um, they kind of founded in the United States this uh, so-called critical theory. Now, I have a quote here. Um, the critical theory, according to one of the students who was writing at the time, essentially destructive criticism of all the main elements of Western culture, 
including Christianity, capitalism, authority, the family, patriarchy, hierarchy, morality, tradition, sexual restraint, loyalty, patriotism, nationalism, heredity, ethnocentrism, convention, and conservatism. And you had these social Marxists with their very sophistic and highfalutin language wrapped in the garments of science, essentially analyze anyone, in other words, not only who was not on the left, who was not quote-unquote progressive, but anyone who harbored ideas or supported concepts that stood in the way of leftist advance. Things like property, family, religion, faith in God, faith in, in something other than the state, um, an American form of patriotism, which is respect for a limited government. It's not the hyper-Nazi-like, you know, communistic uh, type of nationalism where they worship the state, but an American version of that. That's what patriotism is in America. Uh, personal relationships that involve loyalty and love. I mean, these are all things that... Uh, that the critical theory wanted to, in a subtle way and using scientific jargon, they wanted to overthrow these things and replace them with what they viewed as collectivism, progressivism, what John Dewey called the um, fusion, you know, the, the beehive, where all property would be given up. And so they developed from cultural theory, from, culture, uh, from critical theory, uh, cultural pessimism, which I think is what I just described, um, you know, it, it led to an internal loathing of America um, that is not just by the left, but it has permeated society. A loathing of individualism, of personal success, of, um, you know, family loyalty, of faith in God, of all the things I mentioned, as if that these things are to be seen as somehow regressive. Um, the, you know, it's amazing how, how influential they are. Now, Eric Farm wrote a book called Escape from Freedom. Wilhelm Reich, these are hugely influential in academic circles in the 1950s, 60s, and beyond. Wilhelm Reich, The Mass Psychology of Fascism and the Sexual Revolution. Um, and, of course, uh, Theodore Adorno's book, which is, you know, possibly the ultimate in the Frankfurt School um, is called The Authoritarian Personality. And it was in this book, which was published in the 1950s, that Adorno fairly openly posited the theory that Americans living in the suburbs, Americans living in their cookie-cutter houses, you know, with their jobs and, and their, you know, their bourgeois lifestyle and their, their beautiful wife and their car parked in the garage and their, their neat children, that these people were secret fascists. In other words, they were not, this was all a construct and that, that um, in fact, they, they desired, um, I don't know, I mean, how, putting aside how they define fascism, they, you know, what, what it really means is that they are secretly or even openly enemies of what they view, what people like Adorno viewed as progress. And, uh, yeah, they developed a lot of psychologically warped language to back this up. Um, let's see here. I'm looking at my article here. Um, 
the libelous inductment of the American people is comparable to Hitler's equally libelous inductment of the Jews of Europe. This came from Adorno's book about the authoritarian mind. Um, you know, they, they, were, they, they were psychologists who wanted to use psychology as a means of control and conditioning, not that it ever was anything but that, but putting that aside. Um, you know, they, they, they never criticized, of course, the Soviet Union or any other socialistic, um, you know, faith. And, and, they were the pi and they were sort of the Pied Pipers of a lot of this sort of anti-American um, view that, that we have today and that has really flowered in the attack on President Trump, who was someone who seeks to accentuate the more positive elements of American culture, individualism, business success, faith, uh, putting the sovereign nation before other nations by putting yourself before other people. I mean, these are these are natural uh, ideas that that advance civilization and advance this country. And so, this article in the New York Times is very insidious because what they're saying here by holding this guy up, this voice of hate in America's heartland, and they show him standing next to a nice white clapboard house. And he's getting married, and his they show us, you know, they have all this little anecdote in here. He watches Seinfeld, and you know, and yet he's an anti-Semite, which is interesting. But putting that aside, the article is filled with contradictions, which is typical of the left, anyways. He uh, is part of this so-called traditionalist party, 